Books are uniquely portable magic. Stephen King on writing a memoir of the craft. Hello, friends. It's my pleasure to welcome you to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Nason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but we also introduce you to exciting new authors who talk about themselves and their latest project. Our guest today is a fascinating woman with a fascinating story. Her name is Juliana Satis, and she joins me to talk about her novel, The Faded Yellow Envelope. Juliana has a bachelor's degree from the University of Ottawa and the University of Western Australia. She has a master's of arts degree from the School of Criminology at Simon Fraser University, and she's currently pursuing a master's of social work degree at York University. Welcome, Juliana. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Oh, gosh, it's my pleasure. I read your background. What a fascinating person you are. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Well, the book, I love the title of the book. Right away, I was curious when I read The Faded Yellow Envelope. My right. brain began to work, and I thought, what, what <laughs> is this book about? Let's give our listeners a little overview of the book, and you're doing some very interesting things that I want to make sure we talk about. Absolutely, Cheryl. This book, I wrote this book two years ago in 30 days, and it's very personal to me. I wrote this book during an extremely difficult time in my life, and it's about a man's journey of self-discovery. And what happens in the novel is he is married to his high school sweetheart, and he has a very uh, challenging role as director of criminal intelligence for the largest civilian intelligence agency in Toronto, Canada. And throughout the novel, he faces several hurdles in his life. He struggles with alcoholism, his marriage starts to crumble. He's a workaholic. Many, many personal problems that we can all relate to in our lives. And it isn't until his agency asks him to attend a meeting with the ministers of national security in the Dominican Republic. And there he meets a pregnant, impoverished woman in the slums who essentially changes the course of his destiny. And so it's a love story, but there are criminological aspects. There's addiction in this book. There's a, a love story and traveling. It's, it's really an amalgamation of my experience working in the Canadian Senate, but also my background as a criminologist and someone who was in a very challenging relationship, and this was a way for me to heal, in fact. I don't think I've ever talked to a criminologist before. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> impressed with that, Juliana. Aww. You're doing something that I think is absolutely wonderful with the proceeds from the mm -hmm. book, and this in itself is a story. Tell me the story behind the book and behind Chalice. Mm -hmm. Well, Chalice is a Canadian-based charitable organization in Nova Scotia. 
And for the past 19 years, they've been enriching families, children, and the elderly all over the world. And Chalice is very different from other charitable organizations because 90% of sponsors' payments go directly to the child's education, nutritional intake, medical care, clothing, footwear, and other basic needs. And our family has been sponsoring children through Chalice for the past 15 years. And in fact, my stepdad, who passed away last year, he had brain cancer, he began this incredible movement at his church where he recruited these men to start putting money in a jar and on that jar he taped pictures of all the chalice children that he wanted to support and one of those one of those children is now in fact studying at the Jacob School of Music in Indiana and he traveled to Canada approximately 1 month ago to sing he's traveling all over the world and this is one story out of thousands of stories so I decided that I wanted to give back to this organization in my own creative way. So writing this book was the first step. Publishing the book is second, and being able to donate the proceeds, 70% of the proceeds back is really the goal. And um, as I mentioned, my, my stepdad launched this movement, and I'd like to honor him by, by doing this project. In the very beginning of the book, in the prologue of the book, you talk about him and you talk about this idea. And when I read the story of, quote, Stuart's jar, it Mm. really stuck with me. You were given that jar, that original jar, as a Christmas gift. Is that right? I was. Last year, I came home from for Christmas. I came back from China, and I walked into the front door of my home, and there was a large box. And I thought, Christmas is coming a little bit early for me, but I have no idea who this is from. And I unraveled the, the red and silver paper, and on the inside was Stuart's jar. And they wrote me a personal letter, which I've included in the, the beginning of my novel, And one of the men um, who belonged to Stuart's group gave me the jar and the letter, and he said, you know, all the best to you. Continue with this project so you can help those children. So it's it's really touched me. It's really beautiful. It touched me as well. And Mm -hmm. most of the time, this is not a conversation that I have with our authors. Most of the time, it's pretty straightforward. I want to sell my book. And in your case, the the aspect of giving back and supporting children, I just mm-hmm. thought was so very, very important to talk to our listeners about and to let them know about. How did you start writing? Is this something that you've done all your life, or is this something new? Well, that's that's a good question, Cheryl. <laughs> In fact, I I've always loved writing, but my work has been largely focused on criminology and research. But I was in a very unhealthy relationship a few years ago, 
And it was during the time when I was in that relationship that I wrote this book. And it came to me in dreams, and I wrote it in 30 days, and I put it aside, and I said, I'm not ready to do anything with this book. Financially, I wasn't in a position. I was coming out of grad school, paying off a lot of debt. So I said, I need to put this aside, and we'll see what happens. But then when my stepdad was diagnosed with cancer, he looked me in the eyes, and he said, I asked him, I said, Stuart, what should I do with this book? I'd really like to get it published. And he looked at me, and he said four words, Cheryl. He said, Juliana, the time is now. Oh, Juliana, you gave me chills just then. Wow. So he was really the impetus behind you publishing the book. He was. He was. You know, the creative process when authors write is always very, very interesting. Dreams, I write from dreams as well. I've written um, a couple of, I've written a fiction book and then several, four or five uh, nonfiction books. Mm -hmm. But it's fiction, when you write fiction, it's the most unique creative experience and it's an all-consuming sort of experience or at least that's how it was for me and when I would have the dreams I would have to when I awoke I would have to get up almost instantly and record whatever it was or it would evaporate like mist did you have the same experience Similar, yeah, I, I'd have to say my my experience was quite similar. I was speaking to someone the other day who asked me if I had to think about my ideas, and I said no. I just wrote, and I didn't stop or look back and, and say, is this appropriate, or should I change this? I just wrote the book, and I put it aside, <laughs> and I didn't think about it for about a year and a half. But the ideas came. They were very, um, very potent ideas, and it uh, it unraveled exactly how I wanted it to. Did you learn anything about yourself from writing the book, Juliana? I learned that if you really want to do something in life, you have to do it now and not wait for other people to approve of your work or to approve of your decisions, or to give you the go-ahead, you need to be the captain of your ship and to say, this is something that I want to do, and I need to do it. And Stuart taught me that before he passed away. I think that's excellent advice. I know that our listeners are interested. They must be interested in two things that our conversation have have touched on. First of all, let's talk about where the book is available. Now, I always check Amazon because I know that's such a popular site, and I always want to make sure that if the listener goes to Amazon, the book is really there and that they can find it. And I want to make sure that they get the name of the book and the spelling of your last name because it's (laughs) not pronounced the way it's spelled. (laughs) (laughs) The name of the book is The Faded Yellow, F-A-D-E-D, Faded Yellow 
envelope. And Juliana's name by Juliana, J-U-L-I-A-N-N-A. Last name is Satis, but it's spelled P-S-A-R-R-I-S. You and got it. <laughs> good. I, I, of course, I thought we would pronounce it a totally different way, and I'm so glad I checked on pronunciation. Mm-hmm. All the listener has to do is put that into the book search feature, click on it, and the book comes up. And it's mm-hmm. so clever. Now, tell me about the way the book looks, because it looks mm-hmm. just like a faded yellow envelope. It does, exactly. It looks like a faded yellow envelope. And I was racking my brain, Cheryl, trying to figure out the design of this book. And I said, I want a simple design that reflects the title. My mom went down to our basement in our home and she picked out an old envelope in a drawer. And I took my iPhone and I took a picture of it and I brighten the picture and I said that's it I don't want to get my picture off any website or this is it and and that was it this and, is uh, the real faded yellow uh, Juliana the real that, one. <laughs> I love it that's a great story where Thank else you. can they find the book now I've talked about Amazon but I know that there are always other places right Yes, you can find the book on www.authorhouse.com. That's A-U-T-H-O-R, house.com. And I also have a personal website, Cheryl. It's www.thefadedyellowenvelope.com. What else will they find on the website, Juliana, besides the book? They will find a brief author biography as well as a brief summary of the book and on one of the pages there is the purchasing information so amazon author house now it depends on where you're coming from to purchase the book i know for canadians they are buying through amazon because the shipping isn't as expensive right So um, it really depends on where you're coming from, but a lot of people that I know are are buying it off Amazon because it's easier. Amazon does make buying books so simple, don't Mm -hmm. they? Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes. Now, what else are you doing? Are you doing anything else social social media-wise that you'd like for our listeners to know about? I have a Facebook page. My first and last name, Juliana Saris, and if you add me as a friend, then you can view my page, The Faded Yellow Envelope. I'm not sure if you can view this page without adding me as a contact, in fact, but I do have a Facebook page as well. Now, the second Mm -hmm. thing that I want to make sure that we talk about is Mm -hmm. Chalice. Mm -hmm. How could the listeners find out more about the organization what would they great, do? Great question. You can go to www.chalice.ca, C-H-A-L-I-C-E dot C-A. And if you'd like to sponsor a child, it's $44 a month. 
And as I mentioned, it's very different from other organizations because most of the money goes directly to the child, not administration fees. And I personally sponsor a little girl through Chalice. She's from India, a small village in India. And we're like pen pals, right? We exchange letters every few months. And Chalice, in fact, they came to Ontario to film a documentary about this story, which will be aired on YouTube. I'm not sure when exactly, but viewers, if, if you're interested in sponsoring a child, please check out Chalice. It's an incredible organization, and unlike any other, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I was surprised when I read that Money Sense magazine has mm-hmm. recognized Chalice as mm-hmm. a top Canadian charity in their international Mm -hmm. aid and development for the past six years, and they've received Mm -hmm. an A rating. So Mm -hmm. I think right there that Mm -hmm. would give some people pause, and it would also give them confidence that the organization was exactly what you're saying it is. Mm -hmm. It is exactly what I'm saying it is. I love it. I think this is so admirable, what you're trying to do, Juliana. Thank you. When our listeners pick up a copy of the book, Mm -hmm. and they read it, and they finish, and they Mm -hmm. close that back cover for the very last time, Mm -hmm. what do you want them to take away? I think when readers finish this book, they will ask themselves some really hard questions about their own personal lives. And if they are living the life they want to live, I think this story definitely stirs up a lot of emotions and um, questions about life, the bigger purpose. But also, it's reflected in this in this relationship between Eli and Sarah who are the two main characters in this story and I think readers will find themselves doing a lot of inner digging after reading this novel in a positive way but even for myself writing this novel I asked myself some pretty hard questions as I was writing the novel and I've had a few people email me the last week saying that this story really inspired them to look at their life for what it was and what they wanted it to be. And it had to have been cathartic for you, putting our thoughts down on paper Mm. or at a computer, however you choose to do that, is Mm. something that is a very powerful activity for us as human beings and sometimes just seeing what we were thinking written on the page and rereading that changes the way we think about those particular thoughts so did you have that catharsis i did and in fact my family members had it as well my sister finished reading my novel last night and she called me in tears (laughs) oh yeah wow she said there were a few point a few parts in the novel where she just broke down and to be quite honest with you Cheryl I didn't intend to stir up that kind of emotion in the reader's eyes but it's doing that and it's just amazing it's a very touching story it's an incredible story 
Well, you are an incredible person. It's been such an absolute pleasure to talk with you today, Juliana. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Cheryl, and you take care. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read.